For Northeast by Midwest, this is Jonathan Jones. Well, on this fine Wednesday, I trust you are well, enjoying the winter wherever you may be. Of course, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're enjoying summer, so I pray you're enjoying that. <laughs> I know we have a few folks to listen on and off. Well, today I want to talk about traveling to other countries and what God did in India when I was there. This is uh, quite a story. I don't think that I've shared it before. I'll do my best to keep it somewhat brief because it honestly could be several hours. So let me just give you the outline. Uh, It was the summer of 1999, and I was supposed to go to Russia um, or the Soviet Union Um, with uh, my group from Word of Life Bible Institute. And uh, there were some tensions that year. I don't remember exactly what. And they canceled the trip. And so I was given several options to go, and one of them was India. And so I chose going to India, raised support, uh, and went uh, with the team from Word of Life uh, Bible Institute. And it was amazing. Uh, We were in India for about three weeks. Um, We would fly... If you're familiar with Word of Life, if you're not, it's up in the uh, Adirondack Mountains up off of uh, Route 87 in northern New York State. Uh, A lot of people think of New York City. Well, it's about three, three and a half hours north, maybe even four hours north of New York City. Um, And so we drove down to Newark, New Jersey, flew from there to the United Arab Emirates, also known as the UAE, Uh, landed there for a few hours, and then flew to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Landed there and then flew from there back to India. So if you know your map at all, Malaysia, if you're coming uh, from the east as we were, which is kind of interesting that we did that, but that's what we did. Uh, you actually fly over, um, you know, Malaysia and then back. It was kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, that's what we did. And uh, once we landed in India, uh, we went to um, we went to a couple of different places. Uh, one place is known as Madras or Chennai. It's down in the Bay of Bengal in this kind of the south, I want to say the southeastern part of India. My map might be a little off in my head, but, and then we were also in Bangalore and Hyderabad, and those are up kind of still in the southern part of India, but uh, uh, Bangalore um, is a little more well-known today. Um, a lot of computers and different things like that came from there. And so basically what we did for three weeks is we would travel around and uh, share the gospel. Oddly enough, uh, some of you may not know this, but India, I believe still to this day, is the largest English-speaking nation in the world. Um, when we went, and this is some 23, 24 years ago, there were around four to 500 million uh, folks in India that spoke English. And now, now, again, if you know your, you know, your um, statistics at all, population-wise, you've got China and India are always, or have been for the last 50 years, one and two in population. I, I believe India is about ready to pass China here in the next 10 years, but they're both like 1.2, 1.3 billion people each. Um, you know, in, in a world that boasts about 8 billion, those two countries are a quarter of the world. And so that's a, you know, that's, that's a lot. And just to give an idea about how many people that is, you know, in the United States of America, we've got about 340 million. So India is about four times the size of the U.S. people wise. So there are more English speaking people in India than there are people in the United States. 
So, you know, when we would go around to these places, we stayed at a um, kind of like a Bible college, I would call it a compound. And, you know, some of the things I saw when I was in India really marked me or experienced for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I won't go into great detail here, maybe at a different time, but we experienced some um, some spiritual warfare, uh, if you will. Um, and that was uh, quite... Um, interesting and challenging. Uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of this present age. And then he tells us to stand firm and having done all to stand, to gird ourselves with, you know, the breastplate of righteousness and uh, the sword of truth and, um, you know, the feet shod with the preparation of gospel peace and so on and so forth. And, you know, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so we we, there were some hairy situations uh, spiritually that we we experienced over there, and it was it was it was really good. Um, as a Christian, as a young Christian, I was about nineteen, maybe I, I think I was getting ready to turn twenty, um, and so you know it, it you know never really traveled like that. Um, that was interesting. So you know we we get to India, we've traveled like forty four hours uh, from Newark, New Jersey, and all the way from upstate New York. Uh, we finally get there and land. We sleep. Um, and you know, if you've ever traveled uh, from another country here or here to another country, you always have to be very careful just because if we don't live in a place, um, you know, usually they have you drink bottled water, things like that. And my wife and I just experienced that when we went to Africa a few years ago, uh, our bodies are just not tempered to that climate. And so, you know, you can very easily get sick. And so God was really gracious. I don't think really any of us that I recall got sick when we were over there. Um, and it was amazing. You know, the, the Indian food was incredible. They mainly cooked us American food, uh, but we did have one night when the local Indian people cooked us Indian food and uh, put it on um, the, these banana leaves. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, we got a traditional Indian meal. And uh, one of them made the comment, you know, we kind of all had heard that it was very spicy or hot. And I remember one of them said, well, do you want just a little bit of spice? And well, within a couple of seconds after we tried the little bit of spicy, we were all gulping water like it was going out of business. So um, it's definitely very spicy. Uh, and uh, But it was wonderful. Wonderful experience culturally. Spiritually, uh, we would do a mime. Uh, yes, you heard me right. Mime, M-I-M-E. That because there were people that we would minister to that um, that couldn't necessarily speak English. And so a lot of what we did was, um, you know, we, we would act out the gospel story, um, starting with Adam and Eve and their sin and Satan deceiving them, and then show Jesus Christ on the cross, dying, rising again, and, uh, and someday to come back. And then we would offer the gospel through song, and we would, we would preach and things like that. Sometimes we'd have uh, locals do that for us. Other times uh, we would do that. And then we would just minister. We went to a lot of schools. Um, and so it was wonderful. And we got to do some sightseeing. Uh, as I recall, we saw some elephants. We saw um, a lot of cows because India is mainly a Hindu nation. And, and so, uh, you know, they, they, they think that those are their ancestors. And so uh, we had a lot of interesting conversations there as well. We, we got to see a funeral uh, procession, which was, you know, really sad and moving. Uh, you know, we got to see literally how many people are in some of the cities in India. It's incredible. For those of you that have never been, uh, you just don't know what it's like to to see a, a bus full of people that should probably have 100 that has 400, you know, people hanging from every part of that bus. And just coming to stop signs and uh, like mass chaos, and yet everybody gets out and kind of goes their merry way. Um, 
you know what there's two stories that i do want to share that stick out from my from my trip to india um that will always mark me and one of them was we we were up in sort of the central part i, I want to say up near hyderabad and uh, north of the bangalore area and what what ended up happening was um while we were there uh there was a group from the northeast i believe it was the northeastern part of india that had experienced some persecution um there's a lot of persecution up that way or at least there was and they had come down they were a, a tribal group and um it was amazing to sing christian songs with other christians where we had to use three languages to do it and so for instance while we were talking with them i remember in the local church there was individual a who would speak english into a indian dialect and then translate it to you know person b that had this indian dialect and then they would send it to person c who would talk to this group and then back and so what was supposed to be like an hour service ended up being like a 4 hour service as i recall or 3 hour service um You know, and it was just amazing. We had a chance one day to worship with the local church there and um, you know, how they prayed and how they did things in fellowship. It was amazing. So, but that particular instance um with with these people, many of them had not been killed, but they had been either maimed, their houses burned, but they knew people that had died for their faith in Jesus. And I remember singing a song together. I want to say it's like Lord you lift Lord I lift your name on high or something like that. and we all sang it in our own language and it was amazing the 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 presence of the holy spirit um it was incredible and then we went uh, to a village kind of we had been doing a lot of ministry in sort of some of more urban what we would call more urban areas and we went to an area that was kind of out well, I guess what we call in the bush or here in the states we might call it out in the sticks but it was it was out there and as we pulled in there was one tv um for the whole community and people were out watching it outside And as we got off the bus, um you know most of us are there's a few 16, 17 year olds with us, but most of us are, you know, 18, 19. You know, we obviously have adults with us from the Bible Institute um that were leading us and missionaries from over in India. And as we get off the bus, uh, I'll never forget, you know, people coming up and they had never seen Americans before. And they um You know they would touch us like we were rock stars and say I touched an American you're Americans. Um and you know to this day uh, I was 19 then so this is 25 years later now 44. I remember going back that night and some of the other things we saw um really marked me some of the smells um just you know some of the the ways some people lived. Uh, I remember seeing a, a family of 10 people living in a little hut that couldn't have been more than like 10 feet by 10 feet. I uh, you know to this day I've I've never seen um poverty like I saw in India. Um I've never seen it here in America anywhere. Uh, I've seen some hard places in the Dominican Republic. I hear that Haiti can be a pretty rough place. Um India is considered in in most instances a third world country. Um there are parts of it that aren't, but we saw some of the parts that were and it was friends it was uh it was heart-wrenching. and i remember going back that night to our place and uh um you know the reality is uh i just bawled my eyes out you know why was i allowed to be raised in a family where we had food and indoor plumbing and heat why was i allowed to be why was i born in america why was i given uh these things when these other people weren't 
And those were things that, that I really had to wrestle with. And, and I think they're good things for all of us to wrestle with because the reality is I wasn't born here because I'm any better than any person in India or any other country. I was born here because that was God's sovereign choice. And I was given the things I was given because that's what God allowed. And when, when you see other people who don't have not only those things, but don't have hardly anything, it really makes you, you know, question much of what you had. And I remember when we came back to America, um, there was a lot of anger uh, because we could see all of the waste in our own nation and much of the things that we love and how materialistic we were. And it's hard to process. I've, I've been on several trips since then. And so I just encourage you today, you know, if you live in a country or maybe you're someone who knows and experiences some of this stuff, um, you know, God loves you. And uh, those of us that have have had life uh, maybe a a little easier or been a little more pampered, uh, we're not any more loved by God than you are. And and I think a great reminder, wherever this you listen to this, whether it's here in America or South America or Europe or Asia or India or Africa or Japan or the Soviet Union, wherever you're at, that you and I would be reminded that ultimately, number one, that God does love you and that each of us have sinned and broken his laws and we need redemption through Jesus Christ. And that redemption is offered. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us to confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and we will be saved. And I pray that's true, friends. And I remember as I came back, I I started to get a little more beautiful view of the gospel and understanding that when we talk about the local church, and I make this here from my local church in Lisbon Falls, Maine, but we're part of a larger church. And there were people over there in India that I had the privilege of sharing the gospel with. And a couple of them trusted Christ. And, And if that was really true, and I think it probably was, that they are now part, and so am I, of a larger universal church. And that's a pretty awesome thing when the Bible speaks of every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And, and so often, you know, we tend to go to our own tribes and people that speak our own tongue and our own language. But the Bible, Jesus told us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. And so I have been privileged in my life to travel to a few other countries. I've been to Africa. Uh, I've been to India. Um, You know, I've been to the Dominican Republic, I've been to England, uh, Canada. So not more than most of you, but probably more than some. And God's blessed me to do that. And my prayer is that I never forget some of the lessons I learn, uh, that I'm thankful for where God has me, and that I pray and do whatever I can to help those that may not be blessed in the same areas that I've been blessed in. And recognizing that, um, you know, that I'm not better than anyone else. And when, when you go on a trip like that, you are reminded God really humbles you. And so I pray that this encourages you today, makes you think a little bit, and we need to get out of our comfort zones, friends. Too often, we're in our comfort zones. And India was a great reminder to me that I was very comfortable. And for three weeks, God made me very uncomfortable. And that has marked me for the last 25 years. There are still lessons I think I'm still processing for 25 years ago. For Northeast by Midwest, I'm Jonathan Jones. Have a great day.